just wants to play with their food a little bit. I feel like the food industry can become so serious. And even with like the fun side of cereal, those mascots haven't been updated in decades. And like Sour Patch cereal is just, it's not going to cut it for me. So Hi there, fellow foodies, snacker heads, and taste buds. Welcome to Snacktopia, a podcast by Taste Base, where we dive deep into the snacks that you enjoy, possibly even now as you're listening. I'm Matt, and I'm here with my co-host, Alex. Hey, everyone. And we will be chatting with founders of snack food companies about their culinary creativity. Ready? Let's get snacking. As adults, you're told to not play with your food. But that's not what Emily Elise Miller, founder of Off Limits Cereal, thinks. She has created four flavor-packed cereals, bursting with a sense of nostalgia that each have their own mascot, corresponding to your various moods throughout the day, weeks, or seasons. Now, what four cereals are they? Well, just listen and find out. My name's Emily. I'm the founder and CEO of Off Limits. It's a vegan gluten-free cereal brand with some very defiant, very moody cereal mascots. There really isn't another cereal brand like Off Limits. And I think it just comes from my personality of having this young at heart kind of vibe. Like I watch cartoons. I still eat cereal. I'm... It, it's it really off limits is for anybody who has that kind of youthful energy towards them and loves animation and just wants to play with their food a little bit. I feel like the food industry can become so serious. And even with like the fun side of cereal, those mascots haven't been updated in decades. And like Sour Patch cereal is just it's not going to cut it for me. So I really wanted something that was telling a more modern story, which means having inclusive characters, not shying away from having conversations about mental health and really using those characters as a vehicle to talk about things that are important now. Our generation has been through a massive amount of trauma and I don't relate to the Trix Rabbit at all or Kashi. So I feel like cereal is one of the few food products that can hold culture in such a big way and has over so many decades, yet no one has addressed that the culture needs to be updated. The characters are built out to such extreme levels to the point where I was writing like animated series episodes about them on weekends because I just wanted to like understand who they were a little bit more. Um, So we have Dash. Dash is like the side hustle for your side hustle. She's a bunny in like an 80s power suit, which I imagine is like a vintage Mugler power suit and like some hypey sneakers, whatever, like the coolest sneaker is that just came out. And she's probably like an art curator or something where she needs to be like really put together and very like heady, kind of brilliant. And because she needs to be on all the time, Um, I mean, she deals with a lot of pressure to succeed and anxiety because of that, but she, she needs a cereal that can like keep her going. So her flavor is coffee and we work with Intelligentsia Coffee and we have an amazing new, um, coffee brand that we're going to be working with starting in April. So we like to kind of like switch up the coffee as well. And then we have zombie zombies, like the friend who like go chill in their basement to just like relax and hang out and play video games and like make some art and then go skateboarding and just like not really worry about any of the real world problems that you have for a little bit. Um, so zombie as, as chill as they are is, um, like can deal with depression and a lot of those kind of artist mentality kind of struggles as well. And, 
Zombies flavor is pandan, which is a South Asian plant really commonly used in desserts and cooking and has this like incredible aromatic um, smell to it. It's like very vanilla, nutty, coconutty. Um, and it's, it's super complex. So people try it or people will ask what it is and then try it and then be like, whoa, this is like a very layered flavor. So zombie is like, we feel like the vanilla coconut kind of vibes and like the calming effects that I feel like Pondon has is very much like a zombie personality. And then our two newest um, characters are Spark and Spark is like the friend who you call to go out and is just like always ready to party, always knows what's going on in pop culture, has like the super trendy clothes, um, probably some really awesome nails at any given time. And her flavor is strawberry. We just felt it was super sassy and, and perfect for her. And then flex is cinnamon. Cinnamon is really good to just like boost your metabolism. It's like a little bit spicy, kind of gets you going. And flex is like the big kind of like wake up workout kind of character. Like you might think he's like a gym bro at first, but then when you like peel off the layers, he's like this cozy teddy bear, very in touch with like his emotions, but maybe he won't show you right away. So we have like a million layers to these characters that we've thought out to absolutely unnecessary levels. I can personally relate to Dash. I'm always on the go, always trying to achieve something new, always learning, always networking, and I definitely love myself some coffee. Also, the cereal milk turns itself into cold brew coffee after it's done. Now, how amazing is that? The characters came first. And I mean, I'm an art school kid. I have been doing creative projects my whole career. And the starving artist trope gets played around a lot. And I wanted to prove that I can raise money. I can create a really sustainable business and product with a very empathetic, creative mindset and storytelling. So the characters were inspired by the personalities that I feel like I carry sometimes at different times of day, at different times of the year, like whatever's going on. And then I know a lot of other creative people tend to lean towards as well. So each of these characters, much like us, have ups and downs. And if we can't talk about the downs as much as we can, or the lows as much as we can, the highs, it's, you're not really telling a story. You're just like, you know, putting filters over your Instagram filter. So I think a lot of brands do that as well. And I wanted to have a brand that has no filter and is not afraid to talk about any of these things or share the real side of, of the food world. Besides the amazingly outrageous flavors, Emily has also created something called cereal glitter. I'm going to say that again, cereal glitter to make your bowl of cereal that much more amazing. The glitter is the most unnecessary, necessary <laughs> thing you could ever, you could ever need. Um, it was inspired out of that kind of play with your food mindset. And we were just getting so many people who were mixing cereal flavors to like create their own. And I used to do that growing up too. So I wanted to just kind of further encourage that exploration and personalization. Um, and thought it would be really cool to create like a disco party for your cereal bowl. And it is, it really is awesome. So it's not even just edible glitter and the edible glitter we sourced is all um, 
natural ingredients. They use vegetable colorant instead of anything artificial, which is typically what edible glitter kind of uses to get that holographic kind of color to it. And then we added butterfly pea flour so that when people mix the glitter in with their milk, the milk will then turn this like fuchsia or like bright blue color, depending on um, what color cereal you have. It works better with some than others, but really it's just meant to be like, why did they do this? Uh, But why do I also really like it? (laughs) I think it's pretty obvious that Emily's background has helped her shape this brand into something that's definitely going to stick around for a long, long time. Yeah, I went to school for fashion design and was doing that for a while. I've done a lot of, you know, different types of art related things my whole life and landed on fashion design and then ended up in the trend forecasting space because I just became obsessed with who dictates what's cool and what's interesting and how it all kind of flows through. Um, And then talking mostly about fashion, I grew up in the hospitality world. So while I was doing trend forecasting for fashion, I really wanted to start talking about food and what was happening in the restaurant world. Um, And then really shifted more towards that started traveling, uh, wanted a way to connect with creative people in different cities around the world. And I started this series called Breakfast Club. And I worked with um, Michelin star chefs or chefs who really just have tasting menus at dinner time. somehow convinced them to open their doors in the morning. And we just got all the creative people in the community together to have a family style meal prepared by like these amazing chefs with no other intention other than to just connect and really let ideas come to life. And a lot of people made some awesome connections through that. So I did 40 of those around the world. That was a few years. And then got a cookbook deal with Fiden to write their book about breakfast. Spent three years researching, developing, talking to people about breakfast. And that came out in 2019. And once I turned in the book, I had just kind of wind down the event series. I was just in this like very weird mental place where I needed something new. I needed to be able to just like grow something that I felt like I couldn't see an end to. And I started looking at all the things I love, which is art and food. And those kind of intersected with like every conversation I've had about breakfast over the past five years um, and landed on cereal and was just like, all right, I'm doing this, but it's going to be with an art mindset. As you can already tell, Emily has created the new age of cereal. What a thing to say. Reinventing the cereal mascot, adding cereal glitter to the mix. But she's not done. Emily is also getting involved in Web3 and creating an off-limits cereal NFT. I'll let her talk a bit about that to see if it's something that you yourself might be interested in. We launched the first ever NFT cereal toy at Art Basel in collaboration with Surface Magazine and Miami Design District. And... We just gave them away. It was a QR code to claim. And we also did like, it was basically just me testing like who in our audience cares about (laughs) what we're doing and how can I help bring people to the Web3 side of things because we're going to be doing a lot more. Um, We're launching a really big NFC project next week. So I can, our our current one is really just like access to a a gated discord channel and like so many other amazing things we have going on. I think the value of that original one is just going to like go up the more projects that we do. And as I start layering on functionality, because that's the most important thing to me for this, but our project coming up next week is 
So sick. We're working with um, a bunch of artists and they're basically rethinking what the serial mascots look like. And you'll mint um, a generative NFT that'll be of one of the mascots and that will get you into our gated discord channel. And at that point, the whole community is going to put forth NFTs that they own. It doesn't just have to be the off limits one. But if you have a doodle or you have world of women or you have something like that, anything you have creative license to, we're going to collaborate on creating a custom cereal box and it'll be a collage of everybody's NFTs. And then we'll get those boxes printed and made and sent out to everybody. And then you get a matching NFT of, of the final design of the box. Emily is making a huge wave in this industry that has been stagnant for so long. Now, I'm excited to see what she can do next and how she can change the way we eat and experience cereal on a daily basis. But before we go, you know we have to ask the final questions. So who would she share this with and what advice would she give to someone trying off limits for the very first time? Well, here's her answer. Paris Hilton, because of the glitter. (laughs) (laughs) I want Paris to have a bowl of spark, like the pink cereal. I would make a pink glitter for her. We'll do whatever we we need to do. Um, but I think it would be so fun. Play with your food. <laughs> that's, that's it. Don't take it so seriously. We're eating, we're eating cereal. We're having fun. Um, get ready for some crunch and some offensively delicious flavor. A special thank you for our guests who came on the show to speak with us. Podcast was written and hosted by Matt Membrino and Alex Shabar. Edited by Matt Membrino. Produced by Matt Membrino. And artwork by Emily Herr. Please be sure to visit www.tastebase.com for all your snacking needs.